Let's be real. 201 Poplar. How everybody doing? I think we all doing good. We actually not at that location, so I think we can't complain. So we'll go with that. I absolutely want to <laughs> yeah, nah, somebody need to put Giannis at 201 Poplar for embarrassing the NBA like that. That's tough. That's yeah, tough. Man. You were waiting to get that off. Exactly. Like, <laughs> that was how you really feel. That was embarrassing, bro. Like, that's the first thing you could have thought of. Never mind. <laughs> I was asking on Gia Shitty and, and, and Shark some problems. I'm like, hey, y'all see the, the Bucks in the playoffs? It's going to be a wrap, but y'all can even beat them last night. <laughs> Trash, y'all. Yeah. That's, 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 we get there. They signed Kevin Love. I, I knew they won serious when they point forward. Next. <laughs> but get, we are not here for that. <laughs> right. <laughs> y'all know, baby. Me, P Shark, Trail, uh, Scala, Toucan, uh, Shitty back here again. And let's get the intro video ready. Let's be real. All right. Y'all already know, follow us on Twitter, TikTok, IG, and Facebook at LBR underscore media. And subscribe on any podcasting platform, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher, you name it. And check us out, Starting Five Podcast, as we are transitioning to Buzz City Media on March the 1st. And check out Buzz City Media on Twitter as well as our Starting Five stick, Starting Five, Number Five, MEM, and Greasy Bear Blues, SBN Greasy. So, Got a lot of big things coming down the pipeline, but without further ado, let's get to our first topic. And if you've been sleeping on a rock, it's time to get from under it. Alabama basketball program, it's time to talk about it. Uh, I don't think we got into the rock. Speaking of 201 popping. Like me. Speaking of 201 Speaking of 201 Oh, man, boy. So we didn't speak on it, I guess, when the when the things first went down, um, maybe we missed the episode or whatever, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it when the player, Miles, I forgot his name, uh, Darius Miles, one of the second basketball player. Not, yeah. not this one. Yeah, not Darius Miles from the uh, Clippers that played in the NBA, but yeah, Darius Miles yeah. in Alabama. He got arrested and he was uh, charged with capital murder along with the guy who actually murdered the woman. So prayers out to the woman who actually did get killed in this, in this whole scenario and everything. And then a couple weeks later, which is this week, news come out that the best player in Alabama, top projected top five pick, Brandon Miller, uh, was not necessarily involved in the murder, but his teammate asked him. I think it was team, I think it was Darius Miles' gun, teammate's gun, and Brandon Miller had to eat text him, tell him to bring him the gun. He brought him the gun, but then it's basically Brandon Miller's attorney saying there's nothing. He's basically not getting charged with anything, right? Although he bought him the gun and the gun did lead to a murder. But then I guess there are another story that came out that Brandon Miller's car was used in this whole deal and maybe his car was used to block in. So it's a question about was he actually at the location or not. There's a lot of different stories coming out, but I guess the main story is his attorney, his defense attorney pretty much, he has no, there's no case to even charge him with anything as of now. And um, his coach, Nate Oates, in fact, we just now learning about Brandon Miller in this whole situation. It's the big news is in itself that uh, this has been hidden. That why why was this not known before? 
or I wasn't he suspended or got in trouble in the kind, although maybe he didn't get charged or anything. So they're gonna let the law, they're trying to let they want to let the law stuff play out. But Coach Naos kind of came in with some comments this weekend's press conference that seemed not to really care much about the situation. Uh seemed like he was yeah, you know you're gonna try to protect your players, but his, his comments kind of came off as a little like I can't remember the exact quote that he said, but it didn't really come off as like a coach that really was caring about the whole situation at hand. But so I just want to know what y'all thoughts uh, about this whole situation and what y'all think is going to happen moving forward. Uh, Star Trevor and Took Scowling and Cheetah. Um, honestly, I have no idea what what's going to make of it. Um, Nate Osa's comments at the press conference did seem a, a very very uh concerning. Um, as he to your point, he didn't give two cents about about his players. It seemed like he was just more focused on the task at hand, which is winning games. Um, it's unfortunate that this this has happened. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone has cooperated with law enforcement and the appropriate uh, officials on this whole thing. So as time progresses, we'll learn more and um, see how things will, will turn out in the case for Brandon Miller, if there even is a case. Um, but um, I don't know, man. It, it's kind of tough to 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 really formulate an opinion on. Um, and then I, I, it really made me think, like, what's going on with these basketball players at Alabama? Like, we really just want to keep it a bean. Because um, we have this situation now with Darius Miles and his friend talking about possibly Brandon Miller's uh, situation. Uh, Josh Primo situation with San Antonio. Folks forget that he was just at Alabama prior to uh, coming into the league. So uh, I'm not sure what's in the water in Tuscaloosa, but something ain't right uh, right now with this basketball program. And Nate Osa's comments on this whole thing is just really, really concerning because it's got me wondering at this point, okay, how much, how long is it going to be before the next incident comes out that involves another player? That's pretty much my take on it. Well, one thing it's taught me is uh, kids, if you have a son, don't name your son Darius Miller. I mean, that's number one. Uh, But number two, it seems like everyone's not really caring. So it's like, why should I, in a way, until we know more information? I hate to be insensitive like that, but it seems like, you know, details are still coming out. Um, of course, Darius Miller uh, is no longer with the team. So, uh, of course, he got to deal with that situation. But with, like Savage just said, like players have been released. And, you know, for little things like that, like what if Alabama wasn't the number two program in the nation right now? Would Brandon Miller still be on the team? So it's kind of like, you know, the NCAA, you know, they'll call things out when they want to. And when they want to, you know, just go ahead and close their eyes, go ahead do what y'all do, they're going to do that as well. And I think this could be one of those situations as well because Brandon Miller is also a top five talent in this draft that more than likely it's going to be. So I can see them protecting. We've we've known cases where the NCAA has also protected players as well. And if, you know, it's still kind of on – it's kind of two-sided as well because, hey, if you're in my cart and you get – you're using the gun that I gave you, that's – I'm kind of off about that. So I'm going I'm to stop right here because we need more information as information come, information to change. But like I said, we don't know too much about it. But at the same time, NCAA, y'all, <laughs> y'all funny. Because like I said, if Alabama won number two and this kid won a top five, top ten prospect, what what, what are we talking about right now? I think as 
a father of a daughter, it's hard to be judgmental in this particular situation. Just kind of knowing based off what we know, Sharky, you, you essentially talked about how um, Mr. Miller, how Brandon Miller brought the gun to the scene. If the gun was not at the scene, does any of this happen? And so I just wish, because Stuke, you just said it, like, it just seems as if a lot of people don't care whether it's the, the Alabama basketball program, whether it's the school itself, whether it's Brandon Miller himself, whether it's Nate Oates himself. It just seems that people don't care. And when you have a daughter, it just makes you think about this whole situation differently. In my opinion, and I can be, I'm sorry, I'm being judgmental. I'm sorry. I have a bunch of feelings and emotions in this, but I would want everybody char. I would want everybody involved charged in some type of way. That's just, that's just being a buck about it. And it, it's hard to, to read stuff like this. Again, I'm not even in the situation. I got a long time before I get there, but at some point my, my daughter is going to leave my household. And so to be worried, to know that something like this could happen you know, to your daughter, it's happening to somebody else's daughter. I couldn't imagine being in their shoes at all. And so um, I definitely hate that this happened to her. Um, it's one of those things that like you hear women say all the time, like protect our black women. But then in these situations, we don't see that. So we have to start doing whatever we can to protect our black women, our black queens. And in my opinion, charging everybody involved with this case should be they should be put in jail. That's just that's just how I feel about it. Um, before I continue, um, keep up one of the comments that Savage said for us, please. Uh, his first one is fine. What year is this picture from Savage? That this is like he was about at least seven, eight years ago. I signed the update, brother. Oh, you take that down. You look like you was on the bus in Montgomery, brother. Uh, hello, Savage. <laughs> like yeah. Um, Love you, Savage. <laughs> uh, but anyways, man, um, it. How do you how do you put this to to add? I I, I want to say that too. I'm gonna say it for you. So that's a decade ago. Um, but going to this decade now, I I side with Skyler in the regards of, you know we don't protect our black women enough. Um, honestly, I just literally just got done doing this. Okay, real quick, uh, Black History Month program. And one of the people that I feel like is instrumental in what's happened with black history is legitimately Harriet Tubman. And the reason why I say that is like, we kind of say like the most random people, Martin Luther King, Harriet Tubman sometimes, but like Harriet Tubman was free, came back, got more. She was a wanted woman. She didn't have no entourage around her to protect her, so to speak. And even fast forward into the to today in the Breonna Taylors uh, of the world, who we we don't do as much as we do with a black man that's slave, so to speak. Um, and I've seen that and what we've covered. And so all in all, um, justice needs to be served. And I want the correct justice to be served. Um, so I'm one of I'm staying with what Skyler is saying, but I'm also saying everyone that is involved should get the penalty that they are supposed to get. Now, will that create a dark cloud over the other young man that just dropped? I think like 40 the other night or last week. Yes, yes, it is. It's going to create a cloud because you put yourself in that situation. 
unfortunately. And if you are never around, never have a gun in your possession or what have you, then those things don't happen. It's really about putting yourself into the correct position. And so to me, the young man shouldn't be playing right now. He shouldn't have been able to drop 40 in the, I think they won too. Um, and, and the charges need to be applied appropriately to whoever it may be. Um, and then we move on. Unfortunately, things like this happen so much, but I wonder what would have been different if this girl, was she white? No, she was black. My point. Very sad indeed. Uh, her name was Jamia Harris. So, like I said, rest in peace. Prayers out to her family uh, in the whole situation. Darius Miles, of course, the basketball player, along with James Davis, was the guy who actually shot and killed her. Um, yeah, this whole situation was bonkers. I mean, just when it first happened, it was like, wow, wow, I can't believe that just happened. Then to get this news drop, and of course, why we don't hear about it later. Uh, Alabama's what, number one, number two? Brandon Miller is the best player. Uh, he's a top NBA prospect. Hey, that's why we ain't hear about it, right? Until just now, right? Um, they Oates, guess he tried to allude to like they already knew about this. If you already knew about it, he should have, something should have happened. He should have been like sat down for a couple of games, something like, there's no way he just like went and just played through all of this. Um, but I don't know what's going forward. Like Tube said, more information. I feel like there's still more information. Because that whole thing about his car being used and did the car get used to block in? Because apparently he was already on the way to get Miles, uh, get Darius Miles anyway, when Miles asked him to bring it going. So a lot of different things still left to see, left to be played out. And I don't, I just, all I can say is this prayers out to the family of Jameer Harris and just hopefully justice is served in some form or fashion, no matter what else uh, goes on with the rest of the season, the rest of his uh, career. Uh, too, what you got? Yeah, I just want I just wanted to get y'all a quick opinion, uh, real quick, on how much at fault should Alabama be. And what I mean by that is because we this has gone on for a while ago, from my understanding. Um, but we're just finding out about it about it now. And we've seen the NCAA come down on programs for you know, even smaller things and say, hey, this season gonna be suspended. So I just want to know y'all opinion real quick. Like at the end of the season, will we be seeing Alabama, regardless of what they do? Will this season still be something they can hang on the wall? Yeah, I don't foresee. I honestly just don't see a scenario in which, let's say, hypothetically speaking, they win the national championship, and then whatever comes of this situation comes from it, and then they relinquish or take that away. I just don't see that happening. I do. I do hope, um, in some form or fashion, Nate Oates is um, he's punished in some type of way too, because just what just Savage just said, like. When you are an NBA coach or a college basketball coach or a coach of, you know, leading men of, of some sort, you're supposed to be there to, you know, help them get there where they need to be. But in the process, help them become better men. And I just feel like in this situation with his comments, with him allowing Brandon Miller to play, he just doesn't care. And so it's it, it comes off as like and what you did is, you know. It, it's not it's not worth you being penalized or punished for. And that's just it's just that's just hard to watch and see, honestly. So I don't see anything. I don't see anything negative coming from this, from the from the NCAA down on to Alabama. But I think in some form or fashion, NATO's needs to be held responsible for this, too. 
I don't think NATO. I, I, honestly, I don't think NATO is going to be held responsible. Unfortunately, um, because the University of Alabama's athletic department, just to your point, well, the Savage's point about the problem of coaching, it's a double-edged sword. If you look at it, like, yes, if you're in coaching in some kind of amateur pro, in some kind of amateur way, and you're trying to get men to the pros, you're not just providing them the access and the way to get in the path to get there. You also teach them how to be uh, upstanding men of society as well. However, on the other side, this school is paying you buku's amount of money to win games. So we really can't be surprised at the fact that Nate Oates is just focusing on win games because let's just keep it a buck. He's quote unquote doing his job. Um, so I agree with with Skyler here that I don't think nothing negative is going to happen to Alabama because it would literally take Alabama investigating themselves uh, for this to happen, and I don't see that happening at all. So, there you go. Yeah, I think Alabama has become the NCAA's darling, so to speak. Um, and in that case as well, I Oates needs to be held to the, the fire. Um, and let me explain why from a coaching standpoint. If a player is not to the point about character development. If a player is not, I don't know, passing off his classes, he doesn't play in the game. He's academically ineligible. And if a player is, does misconduct with a team, it's a coach's decision to sit him out. If Oates knows about this and is not saying anything about it, even if it's a speculation about it, I think he needs to be the one that said, hey, you need to sit this one out. Until we figure out exactly what it is, whatever it may be, that would have been a better stance for me. Hell, James Wiseman sat out. Penny sat people down. For less. So what, I, what I'm saying is it could there was an opportunity to do so. He chose not to do it. He chose to say, let me win, let me win, let me win, because I got the, the top five talent. And even though I hear that part, even though I hear it, I will never agree to it because at the end of the day, if you're not teaching these young men how to be men, if you're teaching them to hide things, if you're teaching them to do that, then what's going to come about not even just their lives, but damn it, the pendulum swings back. And what is that going to affect with your life? Because this is the character that you are developing within your program. Yeah, same man. I don't think anything. Only thing, only way something happened in Alabama is if um, it, it there's nothing that's going to happen in Alabama, really, because if they win a championship, you take away championships for academically academically ineligible players. There, and it, nothing in this situation screens academically ineligible, right? That's just something he probably should just got sat down for, suspended for for whatever for being involved, but it doesn't do anything like uh, she just said about grades and everything like that that's why teams get championships taken away not for like off-court incidents more so but something probably should happen nate oates coming forward if you know if brandon miller's charged more and more happens and go back with uh mike my guy mike Payne to an AFC south said he saw where scout said miller's that's probably what's going to happen with brandon miller going forward if he does get away with this scout did say like his character and the issue i saw that this week too that's gonna be that's gonna really be called into question. It's probably it could hurry strap stock, but when in doubt, he probably would still be a top, still be a lottery pick or whatever. So just 
I mean, we just gotta see how this whole situation play out. Um, unfortunate situation, a definite different situation. Seems like former Alabama players, or current Alabama players in this situation, but former players, uh, Henry Ruggs, right? Alvin Kamara, you see what situation he's in right now, former Alabama. Um, just seems like it's just a, a thing. I'm not going to just put out Alabama. They, they let me all out in Tuscaloosa just for the sake yeah. of being relevant in basketball and football. It's crazy. Ooh. I like this question, Savage. Would you draft Brandon Miller? Hey, Savage, we just celebrated Carl Malone. I would have no problem drafting Brandon Miller. I'm going to save my comments on, on, on that guy for later. Um, to be honest, I haven't seen enough of Brandon Miller to really even formulate a, 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 a response to the question because it looks like with this upcoming draft, it is just top-heavy. It's literally just Victor and, and Scoop and nobody else. Um, the Alabama games that I have watched, Brandon Miller doesn't really like jump out of the screen at me. Maybe that's because of how the college basketball game is structured and it's tough to watch games. I don't know. I I, I need to see a couple more. Maybe with the SEC tournament coming up, I'll, I'll have a better uh, understanding and probably would have an answer to that. But if he's top five, if he's projected top five, I mean, I have. I mean, it's obvious that you would draft him, so I guess. Um, honestly, do not know, and I, it, it's it's again just because like it's that's 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 a hard pill to swallow. Um, I think if I were a GM, if I'm the owner of a team and I'm thinking about drafting him, I think you find classes, you find something, you you do whatever you can to ensure he's in a good split in a good um, good space mentally. So that way he can avoid to try to get to be in situations like that again. That's my answer. Mm-hmm. I like it. Y'all know uh, Bridges is back and available, right? Y'all remember him from the Hornets? Miles Bridges, yeah, he is available. So, um, And so what I will say to this, from a coaching GM standpoint, I probably wouldn't. But as a black man... I would want him because black men don't get enough chances to do or get a second chance. I'll be honest with you. If you flip the script, white people, white men give their counterparts or other young men multiple chances to do shit. Think about the guy. Think about the the young man who was 17 with that assault rifle shooting everybody up during the uh, black history. I mean, black history, but Black Lives Matter event. He has other opportunities because of his skin and the skin of others that he's going to see. So as a black man, yes, I do want to actually give him another chance because I want to use my platform and who I am to give him another chance. But I don't foresee GMs possibly giving him another chance if, you know, if this does come to a play and he there are some type of charges that are spent or sent there. Um, so... I'm going to say no from that standpoint, but as a black man, yes, I need to use my platform because I need to bring him in for him to grow back with me and to do better with me and be more of an example. Because some white man leading some black kids, that's another fucking problem in itself. But I'll leave that alone. I tend to agree with a combination of what Savage and both Mike said. Savage, if I have a team with strong culture, yes. If I'm Houston Rockets, no. They don't have a strong culture. They have straight young players. A team like that, no. That's a team full of you got 
Kevin Porter, who has his trouble, you know, you don't, you don't need to see him like that, right? Uh, the draft, Brandon Miller. But from what I've seen him play, he, he he's, he's the real deal. Basketball, streaking basketball, what uh, Mike said about his ability to shoot and handle the basketball his size. When they played Memphis, he jumped off the screen. The other night against South Carolina, with all this cloud hanging around him, he dropped 41 points. I, I Every time I watch Alabama play, I've seen somebody who's, like, really talented that's going to be – I think it's going to be really good. So – like I said, second chances. Like she just said, you would like your like men get second chances. He, uh, when when boys down to it, he made a stupid decision by giving the guy the gun. He didn't actually pull the trigger. He didn't do anything. But we'll see. Like I said, we'll see how the law plays out. Everything going forward. But yeah, if answering strictly to that question, I would draft him. We have some, yeah, that's the unfortunate world we live in. She did something on the head right there. Ah. Yep. But move forward. Uh, still talking about black men, Eric Enemy slander Shady McCoy. And I'm not finna call him by his first name, LaShawn. We're gonna call him strictly Shady for the purposes of this exercise. Um, he was on FS1. I don't know what show, I don't really watch FS1 like that. But he said, Speaking about Eric Enemy, he was like, What's his value? What makes him a good offense coordinator? Um, he's like, He's been in the rooms where he's coaching and he has nothing to do with the play pass game at all. When the players are designed, it's Andy Reid. He also proceeded to say he wants him to see because he is uh at least he wants to see black men succeed, but he just doesn't he hasn't seen it. I've seen plenty of Chiefs players, former players. Tyreek Hill even came out and said he Shay just mad because he told him to tuck the ball. Bam Holmes taking up for it. Tyree Matthew taking up for it, taking up for Eric B. Enemy. And Eric B. Enemy responded with class. They asked him about it. And as, as anybody who he's been sleeping on a rock, he is now the offense coordinator of Washington Commanders, which has been a big uh, and I think assistant head coach, uh, which has been a big thing because he hasn't had a head coach opportunity. And now he's leaving for pretty much a lateral move. Also, I guess he got the assistant head coach title, but it's pretty much a lateral move. And that's been the biggest news story throughout the week as well. And uh, he responded by saying, hey, Shaden, of course, we try to fame him. I have, he, has his, he has his opinion. So that was his response to the whole situation. So what are y'all thoughts about Shaden McCoy and his comments? Same order. Man... Shady needs one. Shady needs to sit down somewhere um, with with these comments. But well, he, is, well, 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 he is sitting down. He's sitting out on the couch or or, or using his platform. But I'm sorry, I didn't make off your mind. Oh uh, no, no, no. In the words, of, in the words of the great uh, American philosopher Martin Lawrence in his show, "Sit your ass down somewhere." <laughs> like he he's sitting down, but he needs to sit his ass down somewhere. Um, but honestly, I'm more I'm more disgusted because. This is media one on one, um, and th- and that's what I took this as. Anytime, um, a black person is being promoted or being elevated in some form or fashion, uh, these media execs will send black people to do their dirty work, i.e., Shady McCoy, Stephen A. Smith, whoever else it may be. Just as the slander, what whatever black man is being elevated or is being celebrated or is being talked about in this shape, form, or fashion. So, I I took more from that than the actual comments. I just kind of just laughed it off. I'm like, okay, Shady's just hating at this point. Like, bro, chill. Like, and if you were watching the Super Bowl and you watched Andy Reid's interview after the Super Bowl, he specifically said, "I commend Eric Bieniemy for the play calling that he had in the second half." which if I'm not mistaken, the Chiefs just ran off 35, practically 35 straight in the second half. So for Andy Reid to sit there 
who we all know is an offensive guru himself. But to give Eric and me his credit for his play calling in the second half for the Chiefs to get that win, that's enough within itself. Uh, but uh, yeah, Shady just needs to chill, needs to sit down. I'm upset Eric and me didn't get a head coaching opportunity, but I mean, you would take I, I take the Washington job. Um, at this point, let's just hope Washington can just get things together. Because um, on the offensive side of the ball, they actually got some. They got some decent weapons with uh, Scary Terry, of course, uh, Antonio Gibson, and things of that nature. So you get the quarterback situation taken care of, maybe beef up the offensive line or whatever. I mean, Washington can make some noise, but unfortunately, they're in the NFC East. So uh, we'll see what what that looks like going forward. That's a crazy statement these days. Unfortunately, in the NFC East, they used to be fortunate. <laughs> Boy, how times change. <laughs> yeah, uh, I can't wait to talk about the Washington uh, later on, I guess, later on this year. But this is nothing but shady being shady, uh, shady hating, uh, simple as that. But at the same time, the point that he didn't make that I was going to make on why Eric Bieniemy could fail, he didn't make it. He brought up the fact that, oh, he was in the locker rooms and the field rooms, you know, not participating, you know, which may have been true. But from what I've heard and what I can put two and two together is that Airbnb mouth is kind of, it makes him an ass, you know, to some players. And that's, you know, that's pretty true. So if I were to say the reason why Airbnb will fail, it'll be because of that. So Shady, again, is just being, hey. he hating right now. What's up? Actually, he actually he did mention it about him. Uh, him out and off because he yeah, okay. he did actually mention this well. Okay, cool, cool. I'll tell, I'll take that back then. Okay, cool, cool, cool. But the reason he would fail is literally because of his mouth and you know Washington got a few young players, a lot of young players, honestly, a young uh, roster who may or may not you know feel respected or about it. But you know that's kind of the reason why it, it took so long for the enemy to get another position at least you know outside of the Chiefs. But at the same time, if I'm with Andy Reid, learn from him. You know, why would I go anywhere else until a perfect opportunity came up for me? So, again, I think this is the perfect opportunity for Eric. But at the same time, he's going to have to watch his mouth because he got a lot of young players that, you know, may or may not like what he got to say. A new pet peeve of mine is when black men talk down upon other black men that are doing well. That frustrates the absolute hell out of me. Sorry, Eva's in the background. And in this situation, I just, it, it's its ugly to see that. Like, it's just ugly to see, like, you know, Shady get on that platform that he has and talk down about Eric Bieniemy, which I think we all can wildly agree is a really good offensive coordinator to a point where he could have left the Kansas City Chiefs and probably gotten an offensive coordinator job in, in any on any other team. Hell, I would take him on Pittsburgh. Um, so it that that was just tough to see. Like it's just like, bro, like that that's not it. Until your point, Sharky, like it made him like it was it was bad to see it from the jump, but then it was also kind of bad to see it after other players, whether it was current, whether it was current Chiefs players or former Chiefs players, say, ah, that's not the vibe I got from him. Yeah, now granted, maybe he talked to you a little sideways, but one, that's kind of football. Two, you know, if 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 they can agree, if they can agree to say, yeah, but he helped me become a better man. Or he's really good at, at offensive play calling, to your, to your point, Trevor. Like, Eric Bieniemy can call some damn plays. And if it's not about him creating or drawing a really good play, sometimes it's good timing. And you saw that in the Super Bowl, for the Chiefs to run off the amount of points that they did in the second half against their field of defense, 
says a lot, man. Like, I, it really sucks that he um, felt, felt the need that he has to leave Kansas City to prove himself. I feel like he doesn't need to do that. But then there's a part of me that also kind of understands it. I think the other frustrating part is the fact that he went to the Washington Commanders, who we all know is not that good of a franchise either. I just felt like he could have just went anywhere else. But that's just me. One thing, real quick, I, I think he do have some people do have to leave, you know, certain environments to see how good they are. And you got a defense that's being coached by Ron Rivera, who's a defensive coach. And, you know, Eric going in and calling the shots on offense. I, I think it makes them a better team. And I think we really get to see what Eric Bianami can do, especially if they're if they got a better record than the Cowboys this season. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just saying. <laughs> We'll we'll talk more when I find out who's going to be their starting quarterback. I'm sorry. Step like forward. Sam Howell. It sounds like Sam Howell is the move, but we'll see what happens. I'll see. Because they stuck with Carson Wentz's contract. So they can't. Yeah, they can't move Carson Wentz. So he's yeah. Stuck there. <laughs> they can't really trade. They so far down the draft board that it's hard to trade. Yeah, they, they're kind of stuck. So they yeah. got no choice. So you, you, you had to mention the Cowboys. That was your fault. Um, at least we saw the playoffs. And y'all didn't see it again this year. But neither here nor there for the NFC South. Um, let me just speak about I, – I won't talk about the comments yet. I want to talk about the move and how disrespectful that was to me. Airbnb since being the offensive coordinator for the past five years, yes, Patrick Mahomes, yes, Andy Reid, but if I'm – I might be underneath a rock, but for five straight years, I believe they've been in the AFC championship. And I believe out of those five years, three of those years, they've been in the Super Bowl. And one year they ran into the Buccaneers, but they ran into the Buccaneers with a hurt Hall of Fame quarterback and two offensive tackles out. The man's resume, Eric Bienemy speaks for himself. And the fact that he has to make a lateral move to be an offensive coordinator for the Washington whatevers is ridiculous. And I hope that Washington doesn't use him as a scapegoat or for round river. I don't know what it's going to be because honestly, he put himself in a division that I think has of those three teams, top 12 defenses out of those three that you're going to have to see at least twice a year. And so, yeah, I hear you about the offense. I hear you about the defense, but they got three other teams in that division that all went into the playoffs and all made some noise last season. And honestly, Washington, and I guess it Washington, they were what, maybe two games out from being in there, and we could have had a whole NFC East in there. Who would have thought? And so I just want to put more respect on his name, and I really, really, really hope that we can get to a position where black men don't have to prove themselves so much in a winning organization for five straight years but we let these white men come back and coach these men after losing seasons and being fired. How? How does that work? Well, it's because the owners. Owners aren't all black. People that run the NFL are all black, so I get it. But the players are black. Anyways, back to Shady. I don't care about you, Shady. Next slide. Forgot to mention Jeff Saturday, former player. He just retired yesterday. I already coached him. Bum. That was terrible. Nine and more. 
<laughs> they hired. They knew. He got a chance. <laughs> Which um, and that's that's you know thinking about the Super Bowl and two coordinators from the losing team got head coaching jobs the day afterward, and the coordinator from the exactly. winning team that's been in three Super Bowls in five years hasn't got a head coach job in five years. But Shady McCoy, man, your board. Like she just said, man. Next slide, bro. Your board. Right. Yep. <laughs> uh, I can understand. It goes back to what Ryan said in the comments. Um, where he, where he, where it go? He see if other players on KC used to they used to play for him, co-sign winner. But I, I mean, I saw everybody. He go Tyree Kill, Shady, Shady Man that he told him took the ball. Uh, Tyree Matthew said, man, you have to with it. Jamal Charles, I have to disagree with you, Shady. Been hitting me coach me for four years. I learned so many things for EB, and I still keep in contact with him. He a great husband, father. He deserves to be head coach. Man, to Scott's point, he he Eric BME said something to him in practice and he didn't like it. So now he's holding mm-hmm. it against him. That's literally, that's literally <laughs> what it is. Pat Mahomes, there should be no questions on how great of a man coach he is. His leadership has a direct impact on me as a player and person I am. 10 plus years learning under one of the greatest coaches of all time. I cannot wait for him to continue to prove that was wrong. Like, so yeah, Shady, your boy, man. <laughs> like she said, next slide. <laughs> <laughs> to the basketball courts. It was all-star weekend. So, of course, last episode we recorded was right before the Super Bowl, and we're about to get to, uh, I guess, some NFL QB questions on the next uh, slide uh, stemming after this Super Bowl. But all-star weekend was last week uh, on Black History Month. We allowed a white man to win dunk contest. Damian Little won his first three-point shootout. Don't you put we in there. We didn't allow brother. They allowed. Carl, the accounts was too busy, right? <laughs> right. Don't put no we in there. You're right. The missed out finding the West allowed it to happen since he didn't want to end the dunk contest. <laughs> Stuff like that um, allowed just to happen. But then, uh, of course, the All-Star game, uh, I think, Team Giannis finally beat Team LeBron. But uh, what? 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 All-Star, we can't recap. That's actually a first order. Uh, G.D. Scala to Trevor. That's fine. Um, the best thing from All-Star Weekend Recap that I want to discuss um, stays in the NFL. DK Metcalf dropped a double-double. He had 20 and 10. Um, I don't care who he was playing because we count them, you know, triple-doubles against the Rockets and, and against the Spurs. Um, so shout-out to DK Metcalf for dropping 20 and 10. Um, who won the three-point contest again? Oh, it doesn't matter. Damian Lillard, that's great. Um, I hope you make the playoffs, and I'm hoping that you advance at least to the next round. Um, the dunk contest was the dunk contest. Um, and the all-star game was exactly what the Clippers um, and Kings just did last night. Um, and so, you know, it's A, B, C, E, F. Did you notice there was no D there? Um, and so there was just no D play. Um, and it is what it is. It's an all-star <laughs> game. Um, I, I'm, I rest my case. I, like, I don't – the all-star weekend is not – the all-star game is not that fun to me anymore. It hasn't had – and it has not been probably since the – unfortunately, probably since Kobe Bryant has passed. Um, I believe that was the last meaningful all-star game. And because of the rule being implemented – in that fourth quarter in the 24 point, like that, that game was great. Um, at least the fourth quarter, let me say that, not the game. The fourth quarter was great. Everything else up until then, lackluster. Um, I, I don't know how to change this. NBA has got the same problem that the NFL has, but mind you, the NFL is getting more numbers somehow. 
than the NBA uh, with their Pro Bowl selection. So to me, um, shout out to DK Metcalf um, and the 20 and 10 that he dropped. And I don't know, maybe he needs to start a team in Seattle uh, or something like that. And, and because I don't think they're going back to the playoffs. So he might as well just try the NBA. All right, so three things I think that were better than the All-Star game. One, Twitter, when Jericho Sims did that lame-ass dunk, when he tried to put the when he put the clip on the net, because Twitter, when that happened, was hilarious. And it was also like seeing people's reactions like in the background when Brett did the dunk was hilarious. Two, another thing that was better than the All-Star game, I thought Nike's uh, representation of John Morant and the sculpture that they did for his new shoes, I thought that was like super, super cool to see um somebody from memphis um getting the recognition that he got um for his multiple colorways of shoes was super super dope the third thing in my opinion that was better than also game was this game that happened last night between the kings and the clippers that in my opinion i don't care how many points were scored in that game that game was much better than the all-star game the all-star game to Shitty's point was whack it was lackluster it was there it was just one of those things that like you know you drink it with your friends and you know you drink it with your friends so you just got it on in the background that's exactly what the all-star game was to me they've got to find actually let me say this the players need to hold themselves accountable for how the all-star game was i think the nba me i may be wrong when i say this i think the nba has done enough to push it to incentivize you know getting players or whatever the case may be hype for the all-star game at the end of the day the players need to hold themselves responsible and say we we need to care more we need to actually give the fans what we want because we talk about load management and we talk about how sometimes these players aren't available for the fans when it's when things come around and i get it some players are hurt but there are times as a fan you know you want to go to a game and you see lebron james ain't hurt but he's just sitting out and so if you're going to do that if nothing else show up for the all-star game at least play half of some type of defense so that way we care and that way it's watchable but the all-star game and for the most part the all-star weekend was cap there you go that's my recap so so what's it feel like to finally to finally win this thing winner winner chicken dinner Do better, NBA. Do better. If, if you're going to script right, if we call it script right in the thing, do better. <laughs> do better. But to y'all point, all-star weekend, Skylar, I think you're right and you're wrong with, with what you just said as far as the NBA. And what I mean by that is the NBA did a great job as far as marketing to an extent. We got to realize that now the NBA's core fan base are not only youth, but it's also overseas. So I think they right now we're going to look at, oh, we're going to see a lot of overseas because even if you look at the halftime show, it was Afrobeats. Still uh, uh, up, up and coming music genre for sure. I, I rock with it for sure. But they're marketing towards other overseas and overseas, especially in Africa, Afrobeats is it. So what I'm saying is promotion-wise, they did great, but it's who they were marketing to. So if they could have did a better job in marketing towards us, even in the celebrity that game. All these rappers out here, and you couldn't find none to be in a celebrity game. Granted, I guess because of location, Utah this year, next year, Indiana, so we may get the same result. But they could have tried a little bit harder as far as representing us a little better. That's what number one. Number two, 
I need to fact check this, but I saw a video earlier today before I came on the pod that said last year the NBA revenue, last year the All Star Weekend revenue ten billion, not million billion would it be dollars for the NBA last year. So why are you still paying players a hundred thousand dollars win twenty five thousand if you lose? If y'all y'all we we were all working man. If a job gave us say hey we gonna boom 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 your paycheck if you came in this week, are we jippy? We ready to go to work? Am I correct? Yeah, yesterday yesterday exactly. yeah we, we ready like okay well you need me to do something else right, let's do it you know what i'm saying so a hundred thousand dollars no you need to bump that up it needs to be at least a hundred million dollar budget yeah if you're making ten billion dollars that's gonna be the only read that was great marketing i mean we'll talk about that another day ryan but if you if you making ten billion dollars off of a four-day weekend you need to pay the players. You need to pay the people that you're representing as such. That's going to make me play hard on the court. I'm not going to go get injured for $100,000, especially with most of the team, most of the players that's on the court are in playoff hunt anyway. You're going to continue to see a messed up water product until you pay me what I'm worth. I ain't got to say 10 million. That's why I'm at with it, she, uh, she did 100 mil at least, because you need, to, you need to have the top players in the dunk contest. Otherwise, what are they getting? They already gonna get mean to anyway. If I'm getting ten million dollars to be in this shit, I take being mean for you. You get what I'm saying? That that's all I'm saying. So the NBA could do a lot better with the ten billion dollars that they get. Oh man, um, All Star Weekend three out of ten. Do not recommend at all. This this whole weekend was just god awful trash. I am sorry. White tomato rating. Yeah. <laughs> Trash. <laughs> trash, straight trash. Uh, the celebrity game, first and foremost, I could care less. The last great celebrity game was when J. Cole played when he called a uh, alley oop from Kevin Hart. That was probably, I don't even remember, I think that was maybe 10 years ago. So that's probably was the last one. When you're talking about back when Savage had that picture, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's probably that's was the tough. last great celebrity game. <laughs> um, the only the only good thing about All Star Weekend and was actually the rising stars of what's called. I, I like the format that they got with that's a uh, tournament style uh, pickup type of thing. You have a, a a certain amount that you're going to uh, as far as playing. Uh, shout out to Team Powell um, with uh, Jaden Ivy and I believe Jalen Duran and others for taking the W there. Um, that was great. Um, uh, it was always great to see uh, the NBA's future uh, showcase themselves. Uh, also, shout out to Junior who showcased himself as well out there getting buckets as we know that he can. Um, Saturday was just a train wreck, and I had to have my alcohol near just to get through the, the, the events of Saturday. That's just how trash it was. Uh, the dunk contest, when I, when I saw who was announced, when I heard that Matt McClung was in it, it was a foregone conclusion that he was winning the dunk contest. I'm sorry. I did my homework. I watched Matt McClung when he was in high school and when he was at Georgetown. So I, I already knew what was up. Like, everyone else just couldn't compete. So that was a foregone conclusion. Um, I got it right the second time with the three-point shootout. Kevin Herter let me down, but I did say Dane was my second choice. So I got it right the second time uh, there. But, again, who cares? Okay, congratulations, Dane. You won the three-point shootout. What are you gonna do in March, March, April, and potentially May? That's that's let's just keep it a being there. The skills competition, I don't even care. I don't even remember who was in it. So <laughs> let's let's just keep it a being there. And then 
Sunday, man. Um, no, I'll go back to Saturday. You had Carl Malone, public enemy number one, as a damn coach in the dunk contest when you clearly have somebody who has played for the Utah Jazz, and excuse me if I age myself a little bit, who went by the name of Dr. Duncanstein, by the name of Daryl Griffin, who was famous for playing for the Jazz. So you mean tell me that he wasn't available to judge his dunk contest? But instead, y'all just want to push Carl Malone out there like everything is all gravy when he's public enemy number one. So NBA hold that L for that. Nasty work, Trevor. Nasty work, my brother. I know. Just just, just hold the L. Um, And then for – but then Sunday's game was just a a train wreck. And honestly, it's not going to change. Uh, I don't care how you incentive, incentivize the players to play hard there. It, it's not going to happen because everyone is so protective of their brand. Everyone is so protective of, of their health. Like, And we as fans, what we judge players on nowadays, instead of just appreciating the greatness that they have, we judge them by how many rings they win. So these players now got this mindset that, well, I don't care about – some regular game again with other stars in February. Like what let's 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 hoop it was what were we talking about in April and May and potentially June? That's that's what these players, majority of these players in the all-star game are really focused on. Like let's just keep it a being there because let's just keep let's be honest. If someone gets hurt, anybody from the all-star team gets hurt and it's a serious injury, that team season is done. John Moran goes down for the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies are pretty much done for the season. Giannis goes down for the Bucks which he did have the wrist injury, but if, let's just say if he plays like he plays on a regular, regular season night, he goes down and he's out for an extensive time, the Bucks are pretty much done. So, and that's another thing if we want to keep with the being, because Stan Van Gunny touched on this months ago. Well, all these uh, advances in modern medicine, why are there so many injuries in the NBA? Um, and John Wall kind of snitched on y'all a little bit with it, with his uh, podcast until saying that y'all only practice for about 30 minutes a day. So if you only practice about 30 minutes a day before games and you're probably doing extra work as far as basketball related, like where is your conditioning? Where are you you in the weight room getting stronger to make sure your body is more sustainable for a potential 82 or possibly 100-game season? Because let's just keep it a being, you're going to be playing 100 games between the season and the playoffs if your team is actually good. Um, So, man, in the end, man, this just was an L all the way around with this weekend. At this point, I hate to say it, but it is what it is. We don't have to kill the All Star Game and just have the, the, the savages point. Just do something in the summer with these guys or something like that. That lockout year that with when every when players were just going to random spots and just showing up and just hooping, we probably just need to just go to that because this is not going to change for the All Star Game. And then they did everything they could to try to uh, get people to come to Utah. And let's just be honest. If you watch the broadcast on uh, TBS, Charles and Shaq was just roasting Utah pretty much the whole the whole way. Like Shaq said, I've never ordered so much room service in my life. <laughs> and then Charles was like, well, everybody in Utah going to heaven because nobody does nothing in Utah. So <laughs> it's this was just a big L for the NBA all the way around. And then for them to turn around and, side, and for the Bucks to side Myers Leonard to a 10-day. Was just a ter- it was just a ter- cherry on top for, for this. So, man, three out of ten, do not recommend. I know I said get rid of fan voting. It may be time to kill the All-Star game altogether.
Hey, Trevor, they said more people watch the NFL flag football game than the All-Star game. <laughs> well, that, you know why? I mean, football is king. Let's just be real. Anytime you can get any kind of extra football out there that's outside of the norm with the NFL, you, you're going to tune in for it. Um, so shout out to the XFL, by the way, who 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 will get an honorable mention on this one. Uh, and AJ McCarron, who had a nice little comeback in the first game. That was better than the All-Star game. So, um, all right. I, st- I, I next slide. I rescind the rest of my time. I hop off my soapbox. I hope y'all enjoy the rest of y'all day. Man, I had a full ass ISO. God damn. Hey, this is what happens when y'all didn't put them on three the hard way. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is what we get. <laughs> Two said, Two said, pass the ball, bro. Two <laughs> <laughs> said, uh-uh. we had a whole ISO. I apologize. Oh, Brooks two. out. Dylan Brooks out. What you expect? No, no, too. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to be a wreck random there. I had to be a wreck random. Absolutely. Uh, somebody somebody came to visit me on Dylan Brooks Island. Oh, let me get everything I gotta say off my chest right now. <laughs> I, it had to be it had to be said, man. I'm sorry. No, nah, you said it. You said it. You said it. <laughs> oh man, that was I love y'all. <laughs> All right, I said Trevor to do the pussy LBR. <laughs> yeah, we don't mind it. We don't mind it. <laughs> we actually don't. Yeah, we, we, we good over here. Go in, though. I'm like Dylan. We, we good fine. over here. <laughs> <laughs> we fine in the podcast game. We... <laughs> no, that's facts. That we fine. Them damn grizzlies ain't. Like, oh boy, what a laugh! <laughs> My God, I'm going on mute. <laughs> oh man, but I'm gonna take this time to. Oh, I don't know. It wasn't even that funny. <laughs> I'm gonna take this time to give a shout out. I don't know if anybody, our listeners, or people watching, like plays. I don't know if y'all like plays, but uh, most of us got wives. I went to the Team Turner Musical last Friday instead of watching this celebrity game, and that was an amazing show. So, Team Turner Musical, if it's coming to your city near you, you gotta check it out. If you come back to Memphis at the Orpheum Theater, check it out. I, I definitely recommend if you're a Team Turner fan. That that was a great play, <laughs> a great musical play. All together. Uh, great night. <laughs> yep. You was dancing. Now, nah, I mean, it's just a sit, you sit down and watch. You know, <laughs> now Orphan too tight. To a, somebody ain't bred to a Broadway play. Man, you can't get Orphan Theater. You can't. Even, ain't no tell. It's tight in there. Ain't no. Uh, <laughs> yeah, ready to move. But going All Star Weekend, like I said, All Star Game is what it is. Uh, like NFL deal flag football game. Maybe NBA should do like a one on one tournament. Right, they'll get the players up and going. I, I'm pretty sure one on one, the folks will go. <laughs> Might be going to discuss the gym Monday. I didn't watch the game, so I went up. All I, she I did was look good. Guy. Damn, that's all she did was look good. Because he's gonna put I'm that joint on the script. He said, No, nah, that's what talking about. I don't care how many times I put it in the comments. Y'all finna talk about her. <laughs> yeah, I just see it. So <laughs> I was at the old day. was good. <laughs> but yeah, rest of the weekend, watch. Mac and Clown did well. That was, uh, I mean, I saw dunks I hadn't seen before. So there's nothing more you cast for. Trey Murphy gave him a little run. So that, that dunk contest building, I thought, do this round of men three point contest was uh, atrocious. Uh, I don't know. Nah, him should. putting up 46 points and giving two rebounds is atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> And on the next episode on who ruined Toops Parlay, 
I'm done, y'all. My bad. My bad. I'm... On the next episode on Who Ruined Tooks Parlay, <laughs> this episode goes to Julius Randle. <laughs> oh, man. And yeah, I got nothing else. The best part of the All Star weekend, uh, best part of the All Star game was them picking the players before the game. And even that, they butched, they, uh, well, butchered that with the whole not one player flag. Jaron Jackson was picked last, guy, dog. It didn't make no difference. <laughs> It ain't like no difference. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move forward, man. Back to the football field. NFL. I got some QB questions coming out of the Super Bowl. Took the rest of us knew Pat Mahomes is number one. Is Pat Mahomes officially number one in your book after that game? He is. He is. And I'm officially <laughs> done going against him. Unless it's against my Panthers. That's I'm done. I tried. He did his thing. <laughs> All five of us. Is Joe Burrow number two? Yep. Everybody disagree. Yep. Yeah. I can agree there. Yes. Yeah, I think um, for people that watch NFL Live, Dan Orlowski, who's really good at breaking down film, talks about how Pam Holmes is probably the better talent, but Joe Burrow is probably the, the purest of quarterbacks that there, there are in the league, and Joe Burrow is it, and I hate that he's in the AFC North because, Lord Jesus, we got to well, as long here. as they don't have, as long as they don't have an offensive line, then we'll at least have a chance. Yeah, so he's literally averaging like thirty-five against the Steelers in the past two seasons. Yeah, I don't care about none of that. <laughs> so no, I yes, to answer your question, sir. Yeah. All right, now we're about to get into some real debates. Is Josh Allen number three? And if he's not, don't pick who. Don't pick who you got at number three. Because I got some more questions about other quarterbacks leading after this. Are we going to say based on this season alone, or are we talking well, about this season going forward? What you know, your from this season going forward? Um, I say yes. By default, yes. Unfortunately, no. Damn, I'm Should we say no? Yeah, I said no. Okay. Mm. My 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 like for Josh Allen, and from what I'm seeing, is going down. I got I got I got him going down. Oh dang! Um, I, I, uh, I, I don't know. I'm gonna say no because he has yet to to reach. I feel like he could have been in the Super Bowl by now. So I'm gonna say no. I say no too. I got him at four. Next up is Jaden Hurts' top five after his yes. Super Bowl performance in his season. Yes. Yes. Would y'all yep. rank him ahead of Josh? Would you where the people who said yes, Josh Allen been number three? That's not a question for you. The ones who said no, it's Jaden Hurts ahead of Josh Allen. Um, no, only because I've seen Josh Allen do it a little bit longer than Jalen Hurts. That's the only reason I have Josh Allen at three, and yeah, I would have Jalen Hurts at four. I would because if you're gonna c- compare both of them to a certain player, y'all know my guy Cam Newton, and both of them get compared to Cam Newton. Jalen Hurts is more Cam Newton than Josh Allen. And and Jalen Hurts has a better team all around him, especially as running backs, than, than Josh Allen. And so he's able to do more with what he has. Uh, whether Josh Allen, we – I feel like Josh Allen has peaked, to be honest with you. And that, that's why I kind of got him going down. So right now, even if so, if you ask me why I think going to have a better season next year, I'm rolling with Jalen Hurts over Josh Allen. Yeah, I think I, – Jay- 
I think Jalen Hurts has the better uh, ceiling going forward to where he can eventually pass Josh Allen. But as of right now, because Josh Allen has done it for a tad bit longer, I'm I'm going to go Josh Allen. I think if they swap teams, I think Josh Allen pretty much duplicates what Jalen Hurts did in Philly. Maybe a slightly more in the passing game. So let me, yeah, let me. you tell me you tell me the Bills were like the favorite to win the Super Bowl all season long, and all now he had to be on the switch spots. I'm, I'm just I'm I'm just going based on comparison. I'm, nah. just, going, I'm just comparing him and him and Jalen Hurts. So yeah. I, I like I said, just because he's done it just a tad bit longer, but he's reeling. Like I said when the original question was asked, it's by default. It is so you can definitely see Jalen Hurts passing him. Can I put it right back in your in your seat right there, Trevor? <laughs> they, like, they were favorite. They were favorite the whole season. I was like, yeah, they were. They were. one hundred percent. They were. Um. So, my my thought about this is yes, I put Jalen Hurts third. Um, I put Jalen Hurts third, and I'm just gonna talk about the time since Jalen Hurts has been into the league to compare both him and Josh Allen, and and so I won't go as far back as Josh Allen has been. So I'll just go as far as from Jalen Hurts. From Jalen Hurts stepping into that program for Philadelphia and what he has been able to accomplish, I think with for me, he is number three right now um, going into next season. And I mean, honest to goodness, truth, it wasn't that the Chiefs blew out the Eagles. Jalen Hurts still had them with a gunner's chance, so to speak, going in there. So um, and, and I, I can't remember the Bills got their ass whooped at home again. Okay, I just <laughs> yeah, I I'll go for Jalen Hurts ahead. The reason why, and I'm comparing their pretty much their career arcs kind of compare in their first three years in a sense that first year, you know, they were decent. You saw the potential. Let's see. Second year, they got the teams to the playoffs, but they were more running quarterbacks, passing wise. Josh Allen has any accuracy issues, Jalen Hurts. They would just have many weapons, but same thing, same issues. Third year, they trade for Stephon Diggs, equals trade for AJ Brown. They numbers, they become real quarterbacks. Josh Allen gets the AFC Championship. Jalen Hurts takes his team still first to the Super Bowl and arguably outplayed Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. If we keeping it, but arguably, right? I know I say he actually did, but he he went toe to toe with him, right? I won't say he probably didn't because they fumbled that he had that. You know, the Chiefs scored a touchdown on probably actually lost on the game. But arguably that he was one toe toe with him. So I put him ahead of Josh Allen and put him at three and four. But that we we just got a good future of quarterbacks in this league. I do think they're they're tip for tape right there. Now here goes some real next up debates. It's Justin Herbert, top five. We're pretty much number five. No. <sighs> No, I I I can't put him there. I'm going to say yes based off of his talent. I say yes. I think he's a byproduct of being part of a quote unquote cursed franchise, which is the the Chargers. I think if he was almost anywhere else, I think he would overwhelmingly overwhelmingly get a yes for top five. So I would say yes because I really like his talent. Y'all know I love Jay Herbo, man, but he let me down this season, and I got him right outside the top five at six. Like I honestly just yeah. need my top five quarterbacks right now. I got I got him at six right now. 
So unfortunately, no, and he is playing with fantasy-wise, the number one running back too, so I guess that helps as well. Um, and Keenan Allen was missing a lot of time, so hopefully he can crack that top five next season. But now, can't, can't rock with my guy. Just a bit outside, yeah. So for two same enemies, I have him just outside at six. Yes, and I would say if we said if we scripted this question a little bit different, is he top five in the AFC? Then we would probably say that he is at least at five, but maybe. But no, I don't think he's top five. One of the a quarterback that I think is better than him didn't get a chance to really uh, produce as he should have this year. Yep. It's enough for me to Lamar Jackson. I got hit of that's the quarterback. Yeah. Yep. Um for those who don't got Justin Herbert outside in top five. He played a playoff game against another up and coming quarterback and blew but wherever however big league he blew to that quarterback. Just Trevor Lawrence ahead of Justin Herbert. Yep. Top four. Not yet, no. No. Really good though. Damn, bro. Uh, I, I need a really need, good season, but not yet. I no. need another season of this from Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I'm not ready to, to make that proclamation just yet. You gonna get him, and he gonna he's adding a thousand yard receiver. Yes, that's <laughs> so fine. I, I, I still what he did this past season. I need to see it again this season. No, for sure, for sure. For yeah, sure, for but sure. until then, I, I got Jay Herbert uh, just ahead of him. I think what, what what you're hearing from me is now playing like if you talk about buying stock, I'm buying stock on on, on on Sunshine being a top five, top four quarterback this season. So that's what you hear from me. Can we recall a game that Justin Herbert has had that's similar to what Trevor Lawrence has done this season? At least two games. He came back against the Cowboys. He came back against the Chargers. Has Justin Herbert come back from deficits like that yet? And it's been in the league for longer. I'm pretty sure he's got a game or two. That I, I, I can't talk. I'm pretty he's sure he has one. one or two. He's only had one game win drive. That was against the Tigers this past season. Damn. Come on, number stats. Well, no, I took it back. This past season on one game drive. I think he had a game win drive yeah. on the Chiefs a couple years uh, ago. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I feel like he had a, he had a few games. A couple drive. years ago. That's what he said. Game winning drive. <laughs> and coming back from 17 plus. Is different, and so I, I, I let me give me get some of that stock with you, too. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'll go with Trevor Lawrence with you, doubt. I got this one is tough because Trevor Lawrence threw the four picks to get to me that day in there. Oh, <laughs> that's what makes this tough. The Chargers just find ways to lose games that they should not lose. That's 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 the thing. That's true. That's true. I'm gonna go ahead put Trevor Lawrence ahead of him. He's already done more in less time. I mean, y'all want to use man. it I'll, since we're doing numbers real quick. I mean, Justin Herbert is sixth. He was sixth last season in game winning drives with 10. So, which is most definitely ahead of mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence, who has nine. So, but it's not far behind. Like I said, I just need to see it one more season with, with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah. I'll go and put Trevor ahead. They they tick for tech. They right there. Yeah. <laughs> they right there. All right. Let's get away from the top two quarterbacks to get some to some lower tier quarterbacks. One question: Who should just choose Aaron Rodgers or Derek Carr? 
If Derek, if they telling Derek Carr they feel like he's gonna be a Hall of Famer with them, it's sound. That, that was a troll. That was a troll. I can't believe they talked to me and they didn't talk to me. Troll or not, hell, go for it, buddy. <laughs> I, I would. This is tough. You're telling me who the Jets should take, right? You're asking me Aaron Rodgers they, or Derek Carr. Sign Derek Carr, trade for Aaron Rodgers in their contract. I, I think Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Um, Derek Carr. Ryan, 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 I was going, no, choose to the other two. Now, if they don't get them one or two, right, Tanner, he was probably going there. But, hey, yeah. <laughs> sticks with two at hand. I think I mean, the safer play for the right. Jets. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I think the safer play for the Jets is Derek Carr. I'm good on trading whatever I need to trade to get Aaron Rodgers, which is still good, but. You know, I don't know if I want that drama around a, a team that's up and coming, a team that can potentially make some noise. I just don't trust Aaron Rodgers, so I would go Derek Carr, who's probably low, a little bit more low maintenance, if, if you will. Yeah, it, it's a no brainer here. If you can get one person without having to give it, give up a lot of assets, it, it's it's Derek Carr. Um, that's just a safe bet there. You, you're an up and coming team. You got. A uh, decent weapon on offense in Brees Hall and things of that nature. I think just trading for Aaron Rodgers just kind of stunts everything. And I've said many times on this podcast that he's watched. Uh, and yeah, Derek Carr is your safe bet if you're the Jets. Uh, Derek, Derek Carr, um, ladies and gentlemen, to the Jets is the best move. Aaron Rodgers will probably be a Raider if he's not a Packer. I got Derek Carr too. 31. Yep. He's way younger, 31 years old. You ain't got to trade no draft picks or players or whatever you got to trade to get him. And he's probably going to cost less than Aaron Rodgers. So, literally, you ain't got to trade and get the, then get, take on the contract of him. So, you're losing picks and more money for an older quarterback that may retire any given day now. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's going to, exactly. dark, to, to, to dark places. I can't believe that came across an ESPN notification, bro. Talking about he left his dark retreat. Man, I tell you. Bro, who cares? Exactly. Who cares about Why is this news? Mike, you didn't think about that. I mm. thought about that. I didn't want to say he didn't like. The person he didn't like. Mm. That's interesting. <laughs> All right, man. That's my question. Yeah, oh, uh, wait, wait, wait. Can you go back to that comment again? I'm sorry. I missed yeah. it. I was, I was moving up my screen. Oh, and then he goes to the Vikings. The Vikings, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Got it. The one that's counter suing because they mess up his image. But, you know, I actually had I had that. Uh, you want to take it there? I had that as a topic before uh, this Alabama stuff happened. That was actually going to be a topic today. <laughs> 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 now we run out. We run out of time, but y'all know Derek. Yeah. Derek, but Brett Favre is counter suing uh, Shannon Sharp and Pat McAfee. Pat McAfee. Yeah. For comments, yeah, whatever. Y'all know we stand against Brett Favre, man. Defund Brett Favre. <laughs> well, let's tell you as always. Y'all know to follow us on Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and IG at LPR underscore media. Mainly TikTok for the LPR media uh, account. But follow us on our personal accounts. Me at the one D-A-O-N-E underscore P-Shark on Twitter. Uh, it's right there on the screen. At underscore Skyler. Kill the all-star game. I'm at the auto driver. Oh, yeah, that's my starting five stick. Don't you want to say I'm at Dylan Brooks Island like you were earlier? <laughs> nah, I, thought he, I thought he packed his bags, but I could be wrong. <laughs> I'm going to go get my chicken, chicken wing dinner.
I'll probably get some chicken wings. Like, I was about to say, do, do, I was about to do they have chicken wings in Phoenix? Like, yeah, yeah, chicken wings wings in Phoenix? That's, that's, that's a question that needs an answer. No, I said, do you say there's a Memphis Connect out there? Ain't it? A plug. He left. Oh, he, left oh. chicken, he left me. So now they got an ATL wings, which is yeah. Hell that's nah. probably the best wings spot out here. So no, if you, <laughs> you, you know, ATL wings and ATL, they'll tell you that American Deli got the best wings. Like, come on, let's <laughs> yeah. These are real questions. Like, two eat tacos six days out the week because <laughs> no, I eat chicken six days out the week. <laughs> These are the real questions, man. <laughs> it's a struggle, man. I'm, I'm no, yeah. man. It's a struggle. Appreciate Thank it, you, Ryan. Thank you. Thank Appreciate you. it, Ryan. I think she did you get your chance. Well, we know it's really cheating. So oh well, damn, there we go. <laughs> no need to ISO me. All right, I got you. Yeah, I'm yelling. No, nah, you can't. I know. <laughs> I know you missed the opportunity, man. All right, man. Of course, like I said, follow us uh on all all podcast platforms, YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google, you name it. And till next time, we'll be probably back next week. Oh, when this month's coming up, so we'll see what goes, what we have in store for March. But till next time. Peace.